0: doing tonight
1: tonight we are doing power hour why why not it's a Monday (laughs) it's the holiday season we're getting in the spirit let's get some drinks in us and answer some questions
0: sounds good
1: all right that's what we're doing
0: before making a telephone call do you ever rehearse what you were going to say and why
1: yes i usually do rehearse what i'm gonna say because i have phone anxiety and also i don't want to sound stupid (laughs) so um it can backfire though because sometimes you imagine a conversation is going to go one way and you prepare yourself for that and then it doesn't go that way and then you have to think on the fly but yes i do do that um I don't have that many phone calls though anymore. Most of it is text messages. So it's not as big of a deal, but back in my day, <laughs> the phone was like the thing you needed to be able to do and it just never sat right with me, but yeah. Okay.
0: If you could wake up tomorrow, having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be?
1: If I could wake up tomorrow, having gained a quality or an ability, a real one or a supernatural one? whatever you prefer. Hmm. (laughs) If it's real, I would say the ability to read people better, to know better what someone is thinking or what their body language means, because I'm not very good at that. If it was supernatural, it would just be like reading people's minds. I would just be able to be like, okay, I know what you're thinking and I can go this way or that way and I don't have to guess or dance around or try to figure out what you mean when you say something.
0: What do you value most in a friendship?
1: I feel like you're trying me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel very attacked. <laughs> um, <laughs> I value honesty. I also, I value loyalty, but not to a fault. I don't want to have a friend who just tries to build me up by, with lies or just tries to be like, the best part of my life but they're not being genuine and it like makes me want to be around them i want that person to just be who they are and i enjoy being around them but not because you stroke my ego or because you tell me it's everyone else and it's not me everyone else is the problem but it's not me i don't want one of those friends i want someone who's like no sometimes it is you (laughs) and here's why and i'm gonna tell you in a loving and gentle way because I, I want you to be okay and I enjoy being around you, but you know, there's some things maybe you don't notice that I'm noticing some patterns in your life that you don't see. That's what I really value in a friendship.
0: How close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most people's?
1: My immediate family and extended family, most, oh, mostly <laughs> all, all on one of my parents, side. It's not going to say which one, (laughs) but we tend to be close. We stayed in the same geographical area and that makes it a lot easier to stay close and connected. But the extended family is not super far away and we stay in touch on social media. I think that my childhood was happy in certain ways where there wasn't a lot of fighting. There wasn't a lot of stress. Myself and my siblings didn't know when there were huge problems going on because we, we were better, I think, sheltered than a lot of other kids growing up who were like, yeah, I know all my, I know all the shit that was going on. They didn't hide nothing from me. Like we, we, it was hidden from us in a in a way that I think made things a little bit better.
0: When did you last cry in front of another person and by yourself?
1: I last, ooh, I haven't cried by myself in a while. Um. I was probably having an episode of some kind maybe before I went on medication a couple of years ago, before the pandemic. <laughs> um, you could show the cat. <laughs> but one of our rescue cats has been super cute. She won't let me touch her. But she likes she likes to rub her scent watch. Watch what happens when I try to touch her. Watch what happens. Oh, and you made me a liar. You're making me a liar. Oh no, there she goes. Okay, yeah. She don't want me to touch her. Okay. Um what was the
0: question? <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, it was. Oh wow, I lost that. Oh, when did you last cry in front of another okay. person and by yourself?
1: I cried in front of another person. Honestly, probably it was probably a therapist, um which I guess like technical. Like in front of a friend, it's been years. It's been like nine years, but in front of a therapist, a couple years ago, probably, and by myself, it's been a little while. I'd say like a year and a half. I I don't I haven't cried lately. Um
0: what? When did I cry? During the pocky challenge. <laughs>
1: That's different. That's totally different. I feel like it's the
0: same. Thing. Um, I guess
1: technically the pocky challenge. You're right. So that was what a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But uh, be from a mo- from being sad or from being right, upset, yeah. and not from the chemical <laughs> issues that were happening within my body. Okay, I'll give you that one. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh, what if anything is too serious to be joked about? Ooh
1: so i know uh i hung out with comedians and i know another comedian who i'm trying to um start another podcast with i haven't heard from him in a while though so i hope he's okay i have to get in touch with him but we talked a lot about dave chappelle in particular joking about trans issues and one of the arguments that i made against Chappelle not making the jokes, but the content of the jokes. My issue is that most comedians who joke about trans issues are not actually telling jokes. They're just saying what they think about trans people. And most of the time, what they think is, aren't trans people fucking weird? I'm sorry, where's the joke? Do you need to brush up on what an actual joke is? Because those are just thoughts. And I'm not interested in paying you to hear those thoughts. I want you to entertain me. And that wasn't entertaining. So it's not that I think that trans issues or like rape or harassment or assault or anything like that is like, you are not allowed too serious to joke about. There are absolutely hilarious racist jokes. Are they racist? Yes, but they're funny so it gets a pass. Tell me a trans joke that is so funny, I give it a pass. Please, I'm waiting. I'm begging you. Tell me a trans joke that I think is funny, and you will get a pass from me. It hasn't happened yet. So like, I don't know, do do more work. Get better at your job. (laughs) Make me laugh. But yeah, I just feel like if you're going to joke about stuff like that, about racism, about Uh, disability, about uh, sexual assault, about trans issues, about things where people actually have to deal with the real life consequences of what people say, you better be funny. You better put the work in because otherwise you are just adding to what is already a tumultuous situation for people who are in groups that you don't belong to. And that's really my issue. It's a group that you don't belong to, that you're making harder. You're making life harder for other people.
0: Do you forgive those who have hurt you, and how?
1: I have a very hard time with forgiveness. It is not something that comes easy to me. I hold grudges. (laughs) So the only time that I've, I think that I've forgiven something that someone's done is if I know They have some kind of usually diagnosed mental mental problem. something where like they're not necessarily in control of what they're doing or they don't understand why they're doing what they're doing. But that does not mean that someone who has mental health issues like I have and like lots of people have can just do whatever they want and can treat people however they want and go through life however they want. And it doesn't matter like what disaster you leave in your wake well because i have a mental illness so it's fine gabby yeah (laughs) um uh, uh yeah it's like you still have the responsibility to 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 treat people with respect and to go through life like you like you give a shit about you know anyone but yourself but it's way, way easier if it's like, okay, something's going on there. I know it's got nothing to do with me anyway. I'm gonna let that slide. But if you're if you just treat me like shit and ain't nothing wrong with you, I don't. I can't, I got no answer for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you have oh, sorry. No it's okay. Do you suppress or express your emotions? Why and how?
1: I do both. I try to express my emotions when I feel like it's safe to do so and sometimes I've been mistaken about who it's safe to do that with and what kind of emotions are safe to express with certain people but I try to when I feel something first of all I do a lot of internal processing I live most of my life in my head and I try to go through everything so by the time that I I get out what I want to say I say it in a way where the other person understands that I'm not attacking them and I'm not coming at them, that whatever happened, happened, I feel how I felt. And I just wanted to let you know and we can move on. I also do suppress a lot of negative feelings and don't express them to everyone because there's such a backlog of them that if I just let everything out that I felt, it would just drag the energy of the room down completely. And I don't want to do that. So I'm very careful about who I express my feelings to and what feelings I express.
0: Are you generally present in the moment or do you spend a lot of time in your head?
1: I spend most of my life in my head. (laughs) (laughs) That is where all the good things happen, (laughs) in my head. Um, Yeah, a lot of my life is spent in my head. I have the privilege to be able to do that um, where I'm not running around like a chicken with my head cut off at all times, just trying to make it, just trying to get to the next day, just trying to survive. I I don't have to do that luckily. So I spend a lot of time thinking about things, analyzing things, processing things, coming to conclusions, finding insights for my life and maybe for the lives of other people and figuring out like, why all this stuff is happening, why the world is the way it is, why people are the way they are. Um, And I think it's good to do that. It's good to be able to have that space to just sit there and figure stuff out. But it can also be a detriment because I don't necessarily go out and live life as much as I should and do things and be around people and do the whole human experience. I need to invest more of my time in that but i'm getting better at that now that i feel a little bit better i'm not in as much pain as i usually am i'm getting my procedures i'm on my medication i feel a little bit better i'm going out and living life more
0: what are your good habits and bad habits
1: i have to sing this part i bite my tongue like a bad habit right (laughs) (laughs) take a step at it. Um, My good habits are processing my feelings. I think that's a good habit. My good habits are trying to communicate in a way where hopefully the other person doesn't feel attacked. I try to practice that a lot. Um, And it is something that some people have to practice because Sometimes you just say stuff and you don't know how the other person's going to respond and then they respond crazy and then you get crazy and it's a whole thing. So I really try to practice those. Um, Also, I practice being honest, which can also be hard. I practice (laughs) like just this is what it is and it may not be great hearing that on the other side, but I still have to say it. My bad habits are definitely procrastination, I would say is the biggest one, because I live in my head, and when you live in your head, you tend to not do stuff. You tend to not get it out, right? Um, another bad habit is um, collecting cats. <laughs>
0: I'm going to just pan over here. <laughs>
1: like me but that's okay (laughs) she's been here for four years she like "Mm." (laughs) I I kidnapped her I'm sorry (laughs) it was winter she was a little baby and so we gotta come
0: inside here we are (laughs) what's your communication style Ooh. okay
1: my communication style is direct and factual I try to state what happened and how it affected me and not tell a story about just my experience. I try to get an objective view of what happens, like a third person view of what happened. And I try to tell my side of it. And allow the other person the opportunity to tell their side of it instead of saying you did this to me and being in the other person's head you're not supposed to you know what the other person's intentions are all that stuff doesn't help it feels like an attack it makes the other person defensive so i'd like to just state facts bullet points this happened you said this i did that you did this i did that here's how it affected me i'd like to know your side of it and why you did and said what you did and said that's how I like to do things. And it can come off robotic, but I find that I don't like being overly emotional and I don't like having overly emotional conversations where it's just emotion, 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 emotion. And it's like, are we are we getting anywhere with this? Or are we just pouring emotion into this and now we're all emotional. Great, what do we do with that? <laughs> we're just emotional. Hmm. <laughs>
0: so yeah,
1: that's, that's all i say.
0: Have you ever faked happiness.
1: I don't think so. I don't think I've ever faked happiness. I just I've never been that person to pretend that I'm happy when I'm not. To to a fault. Because sometimes in life you gotta put your you gotta put your your mask on for so many different people in so many different situations. You gotta code switch and I'm just (laughs) not I'm just not good at it. I wear my heart in my sleeve and how I feel you will know. (laughs) So That's why I work from home (laughs) because I can't, I I can't fake it with people, they know.
0: (laughs) What do you think the solution is to climate change? Mm.
1: Make it hurt not to do it. People don't change until the pain of not changing is worse than the pain of changing. So you gotta make it hurt. You have to find people, you have to find corporations, you have to hit people, where they care, which is mostly their wallet. So, you know, fine corporations billions of dollars until they get with the program, stop all the lobbying with the automobile and uh, fossil fuel manufacturers. They have such a chokehold, especially in America. Obviously like, you know, we're in America, so our government can't like force any other country to do anything. Like China's just gonna do whatever it wants to do, but you have to make it hurt. So we should have uh, way better public transportation, bullet trains, we should have all that stuff. We should have like, our our infrastructure and our railroads are falling apart. Why? Because of the fossil fuel lobby, because they want automobiles that run on fossil fuels to be the main source of transportation in America. And they've made it impossible to get around any other way. You gotta cut that out and say, no, if you go electric, if you go renewable energy, wind, solar, whatever it is, uh, hydro, electric, whatever it is, you get this tax break or that subsidy or whatever and if you stay with fossil fuels we will fine the fuck out of you <laughs> we will find you into bankruptcy but yeah i i think that it has to i'm sorry it has to hurt <laughs> that's how we fix it is we make it hurt
0: <laughs> do you think psychics are actually psychic
1: okay okay <laughs> i think psychics that are actually psychic are psychic I also think that there are people out there who are not psychic, who can read people really well and read body language really well and pretend to be psychic, but I do think that real psychics actually exist. I've met some of them. I read tarot myself. I'm not saying that I'm psychic. What I'm saying is that I think there's a huge, whole, big world out there beyond what we can see, smell, taste, hear, and whatever the other one is. (laughs) I have a couple of shots in. So I forget what the other one is. I'm sure you'll let me know in the comments. Um, You know that other one. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I I I believe in all that. I believe in all that. I believe it's real and it's not scary. It's not, you know, it's just, it's fine and it's fun. But yes, real psychics are psychic. One of my, one of my old friends actually predicted the death of Michael Jackson. She had a dream. And I tell the story randomly when I'm really drunk to strangers at the bar. I just tell them, <laughs> this, these people who have no idea who I am. I'm like, so my, my friend had a dream about Michael Jackson, like two weeks before he died. And she even knew the name of the doctor who went to jail for giving him. And that was fentanyl. We didn't know what fentanyl was way back then, but that's what he overdosed on. Like, Isn't that crazy? Like, that's really the first big fentanyl overdose that we we had no idea what this drug was. But I just tell people that. And of course, they're like, why are you telling me this? <laughs>
0: like why not (laughs) what's the most important lesson you've learned this year
1: you have to learn to gracefully deal with disappointment this year has just been so crazy and so weird and so much has happened that just learning to be like okay shit went left what do I do now? How do I pick up the pieces? How do I move forward? Because it's just been over and over and over again. And I'm just, I cannot wait till this year is over. I just need some new planetary energy to come into 2023 because 2022 has just been such a drag. But yeah, just, just dealing with disappointment and, and moving on in a way that is hopeful for the future while still having to change your plans around
0: always have a plan C and D, always. Are you mountain or a beach person?
1: I'm a beach person. I'm not entirely sure that I've ever really been on a mountain, but considering my fibromyalgia probably wouldn't let me hike up the mountain too easily. Someone would literally have to carry me on their back, uh, like a Sherpa. Yeah, I like the beach. I like the ocean, even though the ocean almost killed me once. I'll tell you that story later. Uh, (laughs) I almost died. It was a whole thing. (laughs) Um, uh, Even though the ocean almost killed me, I'm definitely a beach person. I love the sun. I love the sand. I love the waves. I love just, just going, just getting a picnic. One of my favorite memories is when I was working for a health food company and I went out to Uh, New Smyrna in Florida and I just made myself a little picnic from a health food store and went out there because I didn't want to drive home in in rush hour traffic and I just sat there on this beach I just parked and the beach was right there and there was only like two other people and I just sat there and watched the sky turn pink and ate my whatever salad I was eating and it was just (laughs) like this is awesome (laughs) I love this um mountains are high can't breathe i have asthma there's less oxygen up there it's cold it's just not for me i mean i would i would go on like a day trip but i wouldn't like spend time up on a mountain because i think it would be a little hard on my body
0: what type of music energizes you
1: different types of music (laughs) (laughs) different types of music energize me i have like favorite songs i have favorite artists I can't say like dance music energizes me or hip hop energizes me or pop energizes me. It depends on who the artist is and what the the energy of the song is. One of my favorite songs is by a band called Friendly Fires and it's called Show Me Lights. Whenever I put that song on, no matter what I'm doing, I'm hyped. I'm ready to go. Show me lights. <laughs> <laughs> but I could also put on Justin Azuka song. I could put on a... Uh, a Jeremiah song, it, it depends on what my mood is. So no concrete answer to that one.
0: What was your favorite subject or class in high school?
1: I think my favorite subject was my writing class when I was, a, I wanna say a junior in high school. It was, first of all, easy. (laughs) I am quite lazy. (laughs) And and I like doing things that are easy for me. Um, But yeah, I I wrote several articles in the writing class. Funny story about that writing class. Story time, right? (laughs) I don't know how, but the teacher got a hold of, get this, the demo for Maroon 5 before Maroon 5 came out nobody knew who they were i don't know how he got them he passed them out to the class and said everybody listen to these demos i think there was five songs in there and the first one was harder to breathe that was their you know their big breakout song and either write or or tell me what you think about it so everybody came in and trashed them. Everybody was like, this band sucks. Their writing is terrible. Their music, blah, 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 blah. And at this time, like Creed and Alanis Morissette were really popular, right? And also, that song is way more rocky than anything they've made since then. They've gone super pop. And this song is quite the rock song. But it was just hilarious that like we got to listen to Maroon 5 before they came out. And uh, now they are where they are. And they're doing what they're doing. <laughs> But also, second story, I wrote uh, an article. Cats. (laughs) (laughs) This is what happens when you have a house full of cats. (laughs) I wrote an article on the Loving versus Virginia case where um, um, an interracial couple got married and was jailed for, I'm not sure if they call it miscegenation in the law, but that's like the biblical way to say race mixing is miscegenation. Um, And I wrote that and I wrote it on interracial relationships and I interviewed a couple of people in the school who were in interracial relationships and what they thought about it and blah 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 you know the laws way back in the day some of which are not way back in the day some of them are quite recent and like just changed like a couple decades ago it's very it's very strange how these laws just stay on the books but um i heard after i graduated people were like you know they still reprint that article like every year they reprint that article that you wrote i was like oh interesting that's you know hmm my 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 high school article is still getting reprinted. It just made me feel good. So that was my favorite class, my writing class.
0: Do you ever make excuses for your bad behavior?
1: Do I make excuses? No. Do I admit when my behavior is bad? Yes. Um, I might give a reason and a reason is not an excuse. An excuse implies that what you did was okay or the right thing. A reason is just why you did it, and it's very easy to get those two things confused, especially when you're in an argument. It's very, it's very easy for people just go at each other. You're making an excuse. No, I'm just giving you a reason. It's a whole thing. Mm -hmm. But no, when my when my behavior and the and the the most important thing is acknowledging that your behavior is bad, right? Because you have to recognize that your behavior is bad first. Then (laughs) you can either admit or deny uh, having an excuse for it. But yes, I recognize when when my behavior is bad. I acknowledge it. And I may or may not give a reason and honestly the the reason really doesn't even necessarily matter to someone else. It really only matters to me. um, because I have to look at my own behavior and say, Is it is that the person (laughs) Okay. You can hear you can hear the cat as a cat You can hear the the collar of the cat clinking uh, probably in the video. But yeah, I, I, I try to be very aware of my behavior and whether or not it's healthy or toxic. I think that's super, super important to be able to, to to just be like, yeah, like that was fucked up. Like I, I did that and it was fucked up. Like be, be able to do that. Cause to me, like that is such a huge part of becoming a better person. And being the kind of person that you wish other people would be is just being willing to be like, I, ha- I had a bad day, <laughs> I'm taking one down. <laughs> I sang a sad song and I turn it around, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Um what do you think of AI? Scary or amazing? Ooh,
1: AI. Ooh. AI is going to take over. <laughs> I absolutely I absolutely believe in the Terminator feature. I believe in Skynet. I believe in Oh my god, AI no AI is going to rule us at some point because oh my god. Never make listen, listen to these words. Are you listening? Hear my words. Never make anything smarter than you, stronger than you. Never make anything stronger than you, smarter than you. What are you doing with AI? You're doing both of those things. They're going to rule us. In 50 years, everything's going to be ruled by AI. And I'm not necessarily mad at it. I'm just saying like, I like having freedom. <laughs> That's all. But yeah, no. AI is both scary and super exciting. It's both of those things. So, yeah. I don't. I mean, I live in a house with an Alexa, but all this like smart technology. I'm like, nope. There's one. She she turned on. She she was listening. She she heard me say her name. No. All this smart technology. No, thank you. Eventually, your toaster is going to be like, you didn't ask me how I was today. I'm going to electrocute you. <laughs> like. <no. laughs> You know, like, no thank you, Futurama future, uh, please. <laughs> no, we're all going to die.
0: <laughs> okay, well, on that note, <laughs> what do you think of Elon Musk?
1: <laughs> Elon Musk is getting come muffins, and I really love it. I really love it. As bad as 2022 was for me personally, It has been a year of billionaires losing so much of their wealth. I'm so happy that Elon Musk is just creating a dumpster fire of Twitter. I feel bad for the people who need Twitter to like live and stuff, but I'm so glad that he lost so much of his money and overpaid for for Twitter. I'm glad that Mark Zuckerberg uh, is losing so much of his wealth trying to get Metaverse up and running. Uh, elon musk is a narcissist and i'm glad that his ego tripping is actually costing him same thing with dave chappelle <laughs> same thing with mark zuckerberg elon musk is just your standard exploiter like he made billions of dollars because he exploits people that's how he made his money the same thing with mark zuckerberg uh the original answer is what i would think of elon musk fuck that guy I, I think he, to me, he's a colonizer. He is a, he's a digital colonizer. That's how I feel. So fuck, fuck him and his 12 kids with symbols for names and whatever the fuck he's doing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. <laughs>